Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. So I spent many a day learning things, wasting way too much time learning things and trying to spread my knowledge even wider than it was. I spent many a day working with people that I didn't like or that they didn't fit with me or their expectations were not the same expectations as mine. And I spent far too many days not enjoying and liking what I did. So that one, the thing I kind of learned from that was that you've got to get really clear. And there is a real strength in going, this is who I work with, this is what I like to do, and this is what I'm really flipping good at. Like those for me are such strong things to go into business with. And I think in the early days, I didn't have the confidence, and I think lots of people don't have the confidence to do that because they don't want to niche down. They don't want to like minimize their market. They want to do everything for everyone who'll pay them. But actually, it was one of the worst things I could have done. So if you're sat there at the moment and you feel this is you and you're sat nodding, I feel for you first off, because that sucks and it sucked for me and it didn't feel great. But the good thing is, and the positive thing is that you are doing things and now you know what you don't like. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 241. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How Are Things? So today for me is podcast batching day. I am now getting super organized again. Oh, it feels so good. So, so good to get ahead and batch. My only slight problem is I've been doing a detox as I record today and it's affected my voice because 
I don't know about you, I know someone else is like this. Whenever I do anything, or if I ever get ill, it always goes straight to my voice. And I think it's because I use it so much, uh, much to my husband's dismay, probably. But it always goes to my voice. So I'm a little bit croaky, but I'm way better than I was. So for these next couple of episodes, if you hear me a bit croaky, this might be why. So today we have a solo episode, and I've decided that today I'm going to talk about the things that I did in my business that failed. Because I think lots of us don't like to talk about failing. We don't like the idea of failing. We don't want to fail. It doesn't feel nice. And it's a bit embarrassing, to be honest, when you fail, or I find it a bit embarrassing. But it is so part of our business journey. It's unbelievable. I don't know a single business owner that hasn't failed at something. And there are a million amazing quotes out there that talk about the fact of, you know, if you're not failing, you're not trying, you know, that failing's better than doing nothing. You know, I can literally like give you a million if I tried. So I want to talk about some of the places I failed, but the most important bit about this episode and generally about failing is the fact of what you learned from it or what came from it. So there's always that thing of, you know, you didn't fail, you just learned, you know, you either win or you learn and that's it. And I think it doesn't always feel that good. It doesn't always think, you know, I don't always fail and go, woo, brilliant. Look what I learned. Like, I don't always feel like that. However, I think they're not wrong. I think, you know, the fact is you do learn when you fail and failing means that you've at least done something. So you've at least got a conversation you can have about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at the places that I felt that I failed in my business and what I learned and what sort of came from that failure. So let's go right back to the beginning of starting my business. So I think, I mean, there's loads of things I did wrong when I started, but I wouldn't necessarily call them failures. I think one of the biggest failures I had when I had the agency which wasn't like a one thing and then I went, oh, I failed. It was like an over a period of time thing was I didn't get clear on A, who I wanted to work with, B, what I was good at and C, what I wanted to actually do. And I think that was the big problem for my business in the first kind of year or two was, well, not maybe the first year was that I was so concerned with the money side of it that and and good reason I was a single parent and I had a mortgage to pay and a child to feed and a car to run so it wasn't like I'm saying you know I shouldn't have concentrated on the money I absolutely needed to but the problem was I wasn't clear on who I wanted to work with and what I wanted to do and what I was good at which meant I took anything and everything it meant that someone would come to me and go do you know Google AdWords and I'd go yep like and think I can learn it and I did and I hated it but there were many different things that I probably signed up to. There were things that I priced myself wrong because I wasn't giving myself the confidence of going, this is what I'm brilliant at. So I think for me, the very first failure in my business was that it wasn't getting clear on who I like to work with, what I do and what I like to do. So I spent many a day learning things, wasting way too much time learning things and trying to spread my knowledge even wider than it was. I spent many a day working with people that I didn't like or that they didn't fit with me or their expectations were not the same expectations as mine. And I spent far too many days not enjoying and liking what I did. So that one, the thing I kind of learned from that was that you've got to get really clear. And there is a real strength in going, this is who I work with. This is what I like to do. And this is what I'm really flipping good at. Like those for me, 
are such strong things to go into business with. And I think in the early days, I didn't have the confidence. And I think lots of people don't have the confidence to do that because they don't want to niche down. They don't want to like minimize their market. They want to do everything for everyone who'll pay them. But actually it was one of the worst things I could have done. So if you're sat there at the moment and you feel this is you and you're sat nodding, I feel for you first off, because that sucks and it sucked for me and it didn't feel great. But the good thing is, and the positive thing is that you are doing things and now you know what you don't like. You know the sort of people you don't like to work with and you know the sort of stuff that you aren't great at doing. So now's the chance to either start to change and tweak a little bit in terms of what you offer, to start to say no to people when they ask you, can you do Google AdWords if you don't do Google AdWords and various different things. So that's your learning. Your learning is when you do that thing, when you go into that part of your business and you realize you hate it, then you're learning. You know, if you didn't have any clients, then you wouldn't know, would you? So well done, pat yourself on the back for getting the clients. That's awesome. Now you can start to tweak and start to understand who you want to work with, what you like to do and what you are brilliant at. Okay. So the second place I thought I failed in my business, and I've talked about this before, but it's a big failure, is the fact of creating something for online and sitting on it for like a year. That was like, now I look back and think I'd have just gone back and slapped myself around the face and gone, just get on with it. Don't be ridiculous. And I think there are, there are lots of times I wish I could have done that. But actually, again, when I think about the learnings, there are lots to take from it. So I would say that this this period in my business was probably one of the biggest learning points because I got everything I needed to launch. And this was the point where I learned about mindset, where I learned about personal development, where I learned about the power of having your mind in the right place. So up until then, I'd done a little bit of kind of the, you know, the mindset stuff and I dabbled and I had had a coach, but I don't think I had quite realized or put two and two together about how much the business and me go together, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I really didn't. So I obviously put together this course. It was a course on how to create content for social media. And I've told this story many times. If you're new to it, then great. If you're not, I'm sorry, you're going to hear it again. But I had signed up to do a mastermind over in Irvine with James Wedmore. And I went over there and I was at an event and he asked me, uh, well, I didn't want to answer any questions because I didn't want to be called out in front of everybody because I was in a room full of what I felt were really, you know, amazing business owners. They were American. They were really confident. And I was like, yeah, I want him to know who I am, but I also don't want to actually have him ask me a question. So there was a part of the second day that said, you know, what was your key takeaway from the day before? And there was only about 80 of us in the room. And people were saying, this is my key takeaway. And he was going, great, thanks. And then he'd move on. So I thought, oh, brilliant. This is my opportunity. So he throws me the mic. They have these like big sponge cube mic things. And he's like, what was your takeaway? And I said that I'm not showing up as the CEO that my business needs me to be. And he's like, why? And I was thinking, no, no, that wasn't the deal. I was just going to say that. You were going to go, okay, great, next person. And he didn't. And basically he went into a whole hot seat that I was not expecting. And the very long and short of it was that he found out that I'd got a course. I said I hadn't launched it. He said, why hadn't I launched it? And I was like, I'm not sure. And he worked out that I was scared. And when he said, what are you scared of? And I said, well, I guess failing. You know, I teach this stuff. I have clients who do this stuff. I'm meant to know this stuff. And by this point, I think I'd got the podcast on the go. Yeah, I definitely got the podcast on the go, you know, and I was getting well known. And I was so scared of failing that like, 
I would put it out there and no one would want it or I'd put it out there and someone would want it and then they'd go, it's rubbish, that I just didn't put it out there. And he said, so you're you're scared that if you put it out there, you'll fail. And, and you know, well, what would failing look like? I was like, well, no one would buy it. And he said, well, how many people have bought it so far? And I'm thinking, well, no one, I've just told you, I haven't launched it. And he's like, well, you failed already then, haven't you? And honestly, it, and even thinking about it now, like it still feels like a punch in the stomach because it was it was huge. It was a massive failure that I did, that I did all this stuff and then I just sat on it and sat on it and sat on it and sat on it and just thought, oh, I can't do it because of this and I can't do it this because of this. But the failure wasn't necessarily like a business lesson. It was a lesson for me to learn about myself, a lesson to recognise when I was standing in my own way, a lesson to recognise when I was scared of doing something because of the outcome. And for me, that was a massive lesson I learned that day. And I kind of, not ever since then, but certainly that was kind of the starting point where I developed more into the personal development. I developed more into the mindset. I brought more of the mindset into the stuff that I do for me and my members, but also that it kind of, you know, made me think, well, what's the worst that can happen? And I joke that, you know, I could I die? No, I'm not going to die from putting a course out, am I? So it can't be that bad. Like, so what? I put it out and no one buys. So what? I put it out and someone buys and they don't like it. So what? I put it out and just 10 people buy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So for me, that was one of probably my biggest failings because I could have started my online business and been way ahead of where I am. And actually, when I think back to like some of the other things I did. Oh, in fact, yeah, that's the next one I need to tell you about. Um, But yeah, you know, it, it means that my business could have been in a different place right now, but I'm not annoyed about that. A little bit frustrated. However, it, I'm just sort of like, well, if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have learned it. And actually, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. So the next one, there was a massive failure. And I literally, it wasn't even written down. I literally just thought about it, Um, was I set up a lead magnet, my very first lead magnet. I paid a lot of money uh, to go over to Minneapolis and I did a a weekend course, uh, full days, and then a three-day conference. It was a full-on week in Minneapolis, all about lead magnets, basically, and email lists and managing your list and emailing people and copywriting and landing pages and all this good stuff. And I did all this and I came back and I created a lead magnet. And the very first lead magnet I ever created was aimed at social media managers because I was a social media manager and and I was I was a good social media manager. We had a good agency by this point. Uh, we had got some good clients. We were earning good money. And I knew that a couple of processes that we used in the business would really help other social media managers. So I put together this amazing lead magnet and I specifically like aimed at social media managers. And I, I am slightly kicking myself at this one. And I put this lead magnet out there. And within two weeks, I got 800 people on my email list. 800. Like, I have never been able to replicate that in that speed. Now, I did put a bit of money behind it on, on Facebook. And back in the days, it probably would have converted better than it does now. But still, it was only like 40 or 50 pounds. We're not talking like 500 quid. So I got 800 people on my email list. I'd got like a captive audience and I did nothing with them. Like if you're not silently trying to kick me listening to this, then, oh my word, what a fool, what a fool. 
And I don't know why I didn't do anything with it. And I'm trying to think like, what was the reason? Why didn't... I think there was an element of disbelief. I think the other thing was there'd been so much focus on building the list, getting the lead magnet out there, doing all of that, that actually I didn't think about what I was going to do afterwards. And that was probably a mistake. That was probably something that I did wrong. Now, one thing I want to say is this isn't necessarily don't build a list until you've got something to sell them. That's not the case at all. But I didn't even email them. So I didn't even keep them warm. I didn't even get to know them further. I didn't do anything with them. I literally just built a list, put them in my email system and went, that's cool. Like literally that was it. So I, and one thing that I guess I've learned from it that I, I teach constantly and is a big part of my course, Build My List. So I have Build My List course where you can basically go on and learn to do the process that I spent a very long time and about $2,000 doing. Um, But basically the whole process, start to finish, what's a lead magnet, why you need one, what you should pick as a lead magnet, how you create the lead magnet, what you include in it, what emails do you put, how do you create the landing page. It includes actually creating the landing page on um, MailerLite, Active Campaign, or Kajabi. And then the key thing is in this course, the last section of the course is now email them. Now what do you do? Now how do you, you know, convert them if you have something to convert them to. And I talk about this in the course. I talk about the onboarding emails. When do you introduce a sale? If you've got a sale, if you haven't got a sale, what do you introduce? So I think for me, that was a really hard lesson I had to learn. And it's a bit annoying because many years later, I coached some people who target social media managers only and they have an uber successful membership which I helped them launch and it's really frustrating because I just think oh boy if I'd carried on down that route and I still have a large social media manager audience and I love having them in there because that was my business and I've taken my business from a one person to an agency from an agency to online so no matter where they are in their business or what their their goals are, especially if you're listening to this and you're a social manager, you know, or a freelance social media person or marketing person, then whatever your goals are that you're trying to get to, there's a fair chance I've had some experience in it. So, so I really love that I still have them, you know, in my audience and I love that I can help them because I've been in that, that space, but it's just frustrating that I built this amazing list and then did nothing with it. Huge failure. Okay. The next thing that was a failure, but not so, not so big, but I think it's worth talking about is I have done numerous different ways to launch. I have launched numerous different ways. I have tried many different things. And I think one of the failures I've had with launching when I've not had a successful launch, and you have to remember that someone's successful launch and someone else's non-successful launch are not the same thing. So Amy's idea of, uh, you know, Amy Porterfield's idea of a terrible launch would be my idea of a flipping unbelievable launch because she's at a completely different level to me. Whereas someone who's a year in, their idea of a launch might be amazing that I might think, oh yeah, that wasn't great for me. So it purely depends on where you are in your business in terms of what you deem as a success or not as a success. But I have to say, every time I've had something about launching and I have, it's not gone the way I wanted and I saw it as a failure, I've always been able to learn from it. I've always been able to go, okay, tweak that, change that. I think probably one of still my, my things now is I've not been, I think 
I'm not going to call it a failure, but I think a problem that lots of us have in our business is that we feel like we have to reinvent the wheel every time. And when I look at some of the things that have been really successful, we haven't reinvented the wheel. We've just tweaked and done it better. And I think when it comes to launching, I think that's probably the failure I had where I thought, well, we've done that once. We probably can't do it again and therefore, you know, do something different and then it doesn't get the same results. Or the other failure I've had when it comes to launch is I've done a launch and I've done a similar launch again, but I've not built my list in between or I've not put enough time and effort into getting a new audience. And that's a failure too on my part, because it's like, you know, you know, these people, you know, you know, they know you. Yes, they might want to join and they didn't join last time or they might want to get involved and they didn't get involved last time. But really, in order to ensure I'm growing and getting those numbers, I need to make sure my list is growing and make sure that my audience is growing. So so that's another one. And then I guess the final one, because I don't want this to be too long. You know, I like to keep these episodes fairly short and succinct, is all around the mindset and the personal development that every time I've felt like something has failed, it might look very practical, but in essence, it's often come down to my mindset. It's often come down to not believing I could do it or being scared to put myself out there or you know, not thinking ahead enough or not thinking people will want something else from me. So for me, all of this comes back to that mindset. It comes back to, and like I said, that biggest failure that I felt that I had, which was sitting on that course, that was a hundred percent mindset, literally a hundred percent mindset. I had everything in place and it was just, I was too scared. So for me, mindset is huge. And that is why for me, it's so important to bring it into my world and to bring it into my members world. So there's a couple of things that actually I'm doing, which I'm really excited about. I have just uh, signed up and I've already started actually to do a diploma in coaching. I do not necessarily class myself as a coach and I'm not sure I want to class myself as a coach. However, a lot of what I do can over, well, the the lines get a bit blurred. And I actually think there's a lot of experts out there where the lines are blurred and I think it's dangerous. I think for me, the reason I wanted to get a qualification is the fact of I know it's being blurred and therefore I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing and that I know I have the knowledge of how to manage that situation. Whereas I think sometimes people coach other people and they're shaming or they're not coaching, they're telling them what to do, but at the same time, they're not building any mindset skills for them. So that person thinks they can't do it unless they come back and that person tells them what to do. So for me, it's about a bit of a balance. It's about of kind of understanding that coaching side, the mindset side, the personal development side. And obviously I have a lot of experience because I've been through it myself and I've been on the receiving end of it, but now I want to kind of build that up for me. So So that's super, super important for me. And that's the next part of my journey in terms of getting that qualification, which is going to take about a year, I think. No, not quite a year. I'll be done towards the end of this year, which is, which is cool. Um, and it's taken a lot of work and a lot of time, but it's going to be totally worth it. And it's going to be so good for my members. I'm really excited for them to be able to have that element of coaching when they don't have a coach. As you know, I have a coach and, and, you know, I've paid a lot of money for coaches and, you know, if you have a good one, sometimes they're not as affordable as we would like. So I'm really, really glad that at a very affordable cost that my members get an element of that, which is great. But like I said, I think 
one, whether you've deemed something as a failure or not, that's mindset. Two, often it comes down to mindset. So the other thing I wanted to mention while talking about all this is that I do have a free download. You may already have it, but do go and check it out again, which is, this is something I did after I've been in business a while, which is Mindset Hacks for Small Business Owners. And if you go to slash God, I can't speak. If you go to www.tereseathwearing.com forward slash mindset, geez, got out eventually, then uh, you'll be able to grab that down, download. And it talks to you about things like how I journal and some of the prompts, how I meditate, what books I recommend, what podcasts I listen to, and all that sort of good stuff. Because honestly, I think any time or money you spend in developing your personal, you know, personal development or mindset is worth every single penny. So it would be very remiss of me not to mention what we do in the club around mindset. So everybody in the club at every level, so this includes the level that's $19, and quite honestly, the mindset calls are probably worth more than that, just on their own. So every level of the club gets access to the mindset calls. So every single month we do a session and we do it on Zoom. So you get to be in a Zoom room with me and we get to go through an exercise about mindset. Now I've done so many different ones. We've done them on the wheel of life. We've done them on values. We've done them on mindset. Um, Mindset, what am I on about? Um, We've done them on imposter syndrome. We've done lots of different uh, ones already and we have lots of other good ones coming. And when you join, you get access to all the replays so you can go back and go through all of the different mindset exercises. But like I said, it's super important and it's something that is available to every level of the club. So do go and check out the club at com forward slash the club. Okay, I will leave you for this week. I've got a great episode next week. It's an interview and we are talking all about imposter syndrome, actually, which is cool. And then I've got a really cool kind of solo episode the week after, which is a bit of a surprise. So I'll tell you about that next week. Until then, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.